0: The following is a presentation of GeekGamer.TV. Geek Gamer Weekly is brought to you by Netflix Instant Streaming. Watch thousands of TV shows, episodes, movies, and more on your PC, Mac, iPad, iPhone, or TV absolutely instantly. All streamed to you by Netflix, saving you time, money, and hassle. For a free 30-day trial, please go to Netflix.com geekgamer This is Geek Gamer Weekly, episode 240, recorded on Sunday, June 30th, 2013. New tech or new tech? Geek Gamer Weekly is brought to you by Presonus. This summer, they're offering a $30 instant rebate on some little things like the Presonus 2 Pre V2 and the HP4 headphone amplifier. They're both awesome pieces of equipment and can get them now while the summer's hot. For more information, please visit presonus.com. Hey everybody, welcome again to another edition of Geek Gamer Weekly. This is the uber podcast for geeks and gamers. Hopefully you're staying cool wherever you are right now. I am. (laughs) Ha ha ha! Anyway, welcome to the show, everybody. We're having a great time here. This is episode number, wow, 240. My name is Chase Nunes. I'm a help orchestrating this chaotic cast of characters. First off, joining us, as always, he's a little late, but he is here, mm-hmm. Mr. John Kessler. Hi, John. Hi. So, why were you late today? Can you uh, please explain to uh, to everybody watching why we did not start as scheduled at 6 o'clock? Can you tell us what happened?
1: Uh, somebody laid down on his couch in the sweltering heat because mm-hmm. he doesn't have air conditioning uh-huh. and promptly fell asleep on the couch. And somebody did actually try calling me to mm-hmm. remind me, but the phone was in the bedroom on the charger. Who would that be? Um, I think you called me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How are you feeling in this uh, air-conditioned studio? Better. My headache's starting to go away. See?
0: Mm-hmm. You're not getting heat stroke. Is it no. nice and comfortable in here? Just ducky. Just ducky. Nice. hmm Joining us as well from the Oregon Bureau of Technology, Gaming Research, and Development, Mr. Joseph Falby. Hey, Joe. How is the, uh, the weather down there in Oregon right now?
2: Uh, it's... It's hot, but it's not unbearable. Ninety-ish, ninety-one. I think it says right now. Yeah, but you have supposed to get warmer uh, on Tuesday. It's supposed to be the warmest day.
0: But you do have air conditioning in the house, though, right? Nope. No. So, are you okay?
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine. It's it's only ninety-one. It's not. It's not like you're in uh, Arizona, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not like it's one hundred and fifteen uh in Phoenix which is probably what it is right now in Phoenix right um, of course everyone down there has air conditioning Ugh. it's 106 right now in Phoenix which is a which is in the shade right that's cool yeah but it's a dry heat it's, it's a dry, a dry heat. heat that's what they yeah. say hey guess
0: what we have a very special guest this week who is it tell us chase now i could like give you guys this huge introduction and i will the the thing is this person has been gone from the the internet broadcasting podcasting whatever word that you choose to use he's been gone for what it feels like years it's really only been about i would say maybe 3 months maybe i don't know i've lost all track of time on this however he is back with a brand new venture. You see what I did there? Joining us from OK City, Mr. Jace Rossi. Hey Jace, how are you, sir? It's actually been eight months. Oh, I'm
3: sorry. Well yeah, so just saying.
0: has it really been eight months?
3: Mm, yes, almost. Wow.
0: And That's I it. literally
3: fell off the grid. so.
0: Well, at least you got yourself plugged back in.
3: Yeah, I decided to come back, and I spent a whole bunch of money. and my wife's pissed. No, I'm just kidding. Well, the problem
0: is, Jace, you you spent too much money on that World of Warcraft sign. That's uh, the okay, problem. okay. You're gonna give me crap about the World of Warcraft sign, really?
3: <laughs> like, oh, like what? Yeah. What do you want me to put up there? Oh, actually, this is gonna change because where the monitor is it's gonna be a TV. Okay. So. Fair enough. Yeah. So it'll be gone. Should Should I ask you where
0: you've been? It can, or, or as our good friend uh, Kyle Seller from Canada, where
3: have you been? I I worked at home for the longest time, and I actually went <laughs> to another job and like worked outside the house. But like you, I am no longer employed. Rot row,
0: that's row, yeah. So, so now, and I'll I'll ask you this towards the end of the show: you're now working on a brand new venture. Ah uh, yes, uh, and uh, people can see that in the lower third called New Tech N U T E C H dot TV.
3: Not the New Tech Tricaster people. Just getting it? It's
0: a little confusing. Yeah, I know. But you're trying to you're trying to use the uh, the short URL stuff, and uh, yeah, yeah. But no, very cool. I like the setup you got there behind you. I, I love the monitor. Uh, I uh, I love the off center shot, and uh, I think honestly, this is the first time you've ever been on. Our show
3: in high definition, so yeah, which is funny because I'm using the same camera. I know, <laughs> yeah. Now we, well, I've I've made some upgrades over here, so yeah. I'm actually waiting for my Canon vixios to come in, but cool. Well, yeah. we
1: we
0: can't. Uh, we are glad to have you back. Glad Thank to make to uh, have you not only back on our show, but really back back in the world of internet broadcasting and podcasting and netcasting and uh, audio recording on the computer. Whatever you want to call it, welcome back. I'm glad to Thank have you Thank you very here. much. Yes. All right, you guys. Now, we have a modified format now, as you may or may not know. Did you know, John, we have a modified format for Geek Gamer Weekly now? Yes. Why don't you explain to everybody what our new modified format is? Start of each week or each month. The start of each month. Okay, we're go gonna,
1: ahead. We're going to have, okay. you're going to do the, uh, the, the 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 streaming game you're gonna play a game okay see yeah. So, yeah, okay that's ski game a retro good yeah. all right that's first thing go ahead and that's as far as I remember <laughs> that was it I know you were trying to see if I was even somewhat paying attention Joe Joe you want to help out here do you know
2: uh <clears throat> sure so, <laughs> <laughs> so the first one is uh gaming yes. play a game yeah, the we did GTA last time. Yeah, uh, the uh, second or the the. Um, uh, I'm sorry, the second <laughs> I got I'm, I'm losing track of what I'm saying. The uh, second one is um, uh, second Sunday of every month is uh, more like traditional news, geeky, that sort of thing. Third one is pinball. And the fourth one, which is this one, is an AMA. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Geek Yeah. What did what did I what did I call it? I, I forget what I said. I don't know. I geek like, gamer is amazing. No, geek gamer, uh, geek gamer review, geek gamer tech. I don't know. I don't
1: know. Oh, so so you were trying to see if we remember. So I was trying to. I, I was trying
0: to. I was trying to get some assistance. Oh. oh, yeah. Anyway, all the help you can get. So we got some great questions from the community, and yep. if you want to be a part of this show in the future, you can send us questions weekly at Geek Gamer TV. Uh, you can tweet them to us at Geek TV. You can phone them in. You can Facebook them in. We pull them from everywhere, so we have lots of great members of the community. Yes,
1: oh, yep. I, I was gonna pull one out, but pull one what? Uh, yeah, nothing. You said you're gonna pull them out of everywhere. Nice. Yeah, yeah, fine.
3: Although carrier pigeons, not an option.
0: Not no. an option. So, Jace Rossi, you've gotten pulled in to yeah. the uh, the Q A episode. You're not playing a neat game with us.
1: Oh, wow. I want to come back for that one.
0: You can come back for that one. Okay. Well, we'll do. Uh, we'll play.
1: What's Guild, Guild Wars Two? You can you can play one of
0: his <laughs> games in the background. No, we'll play Star Trek Online because we're no. all Saps to buy that game.
3: Oh. I have the collector's edition. So.
0: Yeah, so do I. <laughs> yes, I have the. Li- do you have a lifetime subscription? I have one of those maybe yeah, yeah see there you go yeah so does joe so does joe and john we can give you a month subscription but, and, and uh i don't play. think we
2: got the collector's edition we just got the
0: actually i have the collector's edition enough. i didn't I have buy it both. in box
1: i don't think yeah did they refund you guys <laughs> your money when they <laughs> shut down the servers no they're still going <laughs> oh yeah still, still runs
0: yeah, yeah they're still yeah. going all right. all right guys let's get to our very first question Our first question came in from Steve via email, and this is what he wrote. He said, my question is about the Xbox One. Don't worry, I'm not asking if you're either buying uh, the PS4 or Xbox One. When the Xbox One was first announced, it would include the always-on feature. The hardcore and casual gamers absolutely hated this. Recently, Microsoft got rid of the always-on, and I noticed that gamers don't like this decision either. Why do most gamers not like Microsoft's decision to get rid of Always On if the gamers didn't like it in the first place? Can Microsoft be able to win over most gamers before the release of the Xbox One? Thanks for answering my question. This was Steve M. via email. Thanks for the question. And I'm going to kick it over to our guest first, see what he thinks, and then we'll work our way around. So, uh... Jace Rossi, Xbox One, it's all you. Uh, what do you
3: uh, What do you think, man? Okay, so wait a minute. Now they're griping that they took it away?
0: Yeah, well, that's what gamers do, right? I mean, they they like to complain. Well, that... what do
1: they want? <laughs> what? They well, want a free Xbox. Well, uh, well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. well, well,
0: well, the thing is, I think gamers want choice. Gamers love to have flexibility, right? Just yeah. like the whole used game debacle that we, you know, that we talked about last week on the show. They did a 180. Gamers like to have the flexibility to do things. I don't see why Microsoft just couldn't like put a switch or some sort of software toggle to turn it on or off and let let the gamers decide. Uh,
1: maybe well, they're just upset that, you know, it it took an out you know outcry like that. For the fact that they, you know, upset that the fact that they tried, you know, they did it in the first place. Right. And it wasn't until a big stink came up that they finally, you know, backpedaled. Right. And I think it's not, you know, I think they're just still, still mad about the fact that Microsoft had to backpedal yeah. to even try to uh, attempt to save face on the whole deal. True. True. Jace? Or they, or they
3: just want a PS4, like Annie says in the chat room. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think gamers need to, gamers have always been so finicky about crap like that you know they sit there and they gripe to like oh you know we don't want drm we don't want this and then microsoft turns around does the 180 and is like okay we'll give you what you want and then they're just like "Nah, no it's not good enough we we, now we're just gonna gripe about that yeah here's the thing is a lot of gamers are just like okay the 24-hour connection thing where the xbox had to ping back to microsoft to you know to you know say hey i'm here and i'm legit," is. Another way that they were trying to get around of people modding the Xbox One so you couldn't play that
0: games. That's not the reason. No, it
3: was. No. That's one of the reasons. That's not the reason. Yeah, it is. The reason here's the thing. No, here's the thing. Remember right. with the original Xbox 360? Uh-huh. That if you wanted to mod it and play backed up games or anything like that. You know, you had to find a certain, you know, DVD drive and you had to flash the unit and everything like that. Right. Remember, they're using a standard Blu-ray drive in this one. It's, you can get it off the shelf from anywhere. Okay. It's using just standard components. So, if, the, so with Blu-ray, you know, if you get a Blu-ray burner and you, you know, they crack the encryption for the discs, you can make copies all day long. Okay. Well, now they're going to go, okay, well, you know, we have to figure out a way for it to ping back home. So it can go, oh, that's not an authentic copy. You know, we're going to ban you from Xbox Live or, but it, it was their way of, babysitting everyone without having to sit there and go, okay, is this guy using legit copy or anything like that? It's just the server would take care of it. See the, the reason why
0: that they had the phone home feature was one of the cool features that I thought was really neat was you can install your games onto the hard drive by default. So you'd go on by say Madden 25, you would install it onto the hard drive and then you would have your Xbox live family of 10 friends Close friends, maybe not quite close friends, yeah. and and the way it would work is you would share that entire library of games that all of you have installed, and you could check them out at at will, like a library. And the reason why that they had the twenty four hour uh, phone home feature was to make sure that say like if I had Madden twenty five checked out, you couldn't check that out essentially. Now I did I've not heard this pirated game angle before, uh, a little bit of bacon-ish, conspiracy bacon-ish, oh, it's maybe. Not bacon. I, I I might be, but but let's get back to the question about the always on. Now, Joe, is this the always on where you would, it would be constantly listening to the Xbox or the Xbox would be listening to you to say always on or Xbox on? Is that what this this is about? Uh,
2: no, I think I think he's he's talking about the always on internet connection and that people Oh that he says gamers oh. didn't Yeah, that, that you know in order to play it had to always had be, to be continuously yeah, okay. connected to the internet, which is what you were talking about. Yeah. The always on in terms of always powered, that's sort of a Microsoft says, Oh, it's not always on. It's just always in standby. And when you <laughs> want to talk to it, you say Xbox on and then the Xbox will turn on. And you can start playing your Xbox, which means the Xbox has been listening the entire time. And theoretically could be recording the entire time as far as that goes, especially with the stuff that's come out recently with NSA NSA, NSA, NSA and all that kind of stuff. Um, So, yeah, it, it could be recording all the time, recording video all the time. You may have no idea. And the only reason it starts interacting with you is because you tell it that you want to. It doesn't actually have a power button or a power switch. So and you can unplug the connect. Um, so I, and the the whole the, the second part of this question is why did why do gamers not like the decision to get rid of it? I don't think anybody didn't like the decision to get rid of it. I can't I can't think of a single gamer out there who said they liked always on. What they liked was that that family share thing that you were talking about and Microsoft saying, well, look, you either get this or you get that. Is sort of like the parent who's all ticked off at their kids because their kids won up to them on something, and now they're saying, "Well, if you don't like it that way, it's going to be this way." And now, now look, you've ruined it for everybody. Yeah. And I think the best solution for that is just to ruin it for Microsoft. Buy a PS4.
1: <laughs> I,
2: <laughs> go PS. I, I, I think, mean, if you're going to buy, if you're going to buy a, yeah. a, a next gen console, you know, why support a company that obviously doesn't like gamers at this point or doesn't care? or thinks they have so much control and authority they can do whatever the heck they want, which they yeah, pretty so much do control. with everything, um, don't support it. If you don't like what they're doing, don't support them. If you like what Sony's doing, support Sony. And next yeah. generation, it'll be reversed. Sony will all have a console that is always on and has to be connected to the internet 24 hours a day, and Microsoft will have a console that doesn't and has all the gamer-friendly features and will just jump ship again. I, I, I mean... It was part of the problem here was Microsoft, I think,
0: not conveying some of the features and the message very well. I mean, us on the PC that have been gaming for a long time, especially for Steam users, we're used to this kind of level of DRM. We're used to offline play. We're used to having all of our library digitally available to us no matter where we're at. Microsoft, they didn't convey the message very well. And by them not conveying that message very well... They got hit with a storm of of irate gamers saying, "Hey, you, we don't want this." And Sony saw an opening; they took advantage of it, obviously, as any rival company would. And there you have it. So now they've had to backtrack on some of those changes, and because of those backtracking of the changes, some of the neat features that we were going to get with the Xbox One we're not going to get now, uh, because. And I, I don't know if it's necessarily Microsoft's issue, but this is where they probably had to work with the, uh, the content developers going, hey, we want to in- initiate this really neat uh, library feature. And the content developer, right, all right, well, if you want to do that, we need to have some sort of protections on our side.
2: You know you know what, though? Don't put it on the content developers. Put it on the publishers. Or publishers. Because right. a lot Publisher. of the developers right. would rather have it be in front of as many people as they can be. And the publishers are the ones who want it to be. in as many people as they can be, provided those people are all paying 70 bucks a pop to do it. Right. You're right. Yep. Um, yep. So put it on the publishers. Don't put it on the developers. The other thing, too, is comparing it to Steam, I don't think is really a fair comparison. Because... On for most game PC gamers who have say thousand twelve hundred dollars even even low end boxes seven or eight hundred dollar gaming systems they have an internet connection all the time they have high speed the vast majority of PC gamers have some sort of broadband connection at home I would say there are very few that don't and all of the Steam subscribers do they have to pretty much to make it work with consoles that's not the case. The majority may have broadband at this point, but it's certainly not all of them. And y- when you buy a Windows PC, you're not forced into Steam. When you buy an Xbox, you're forced into this system. So it's it's going a little too far, I think, for casual ga- for casual compared to some PC gamers, casual gamers who are playing on consoles, who are not... I mean, we all know, when you, when you get to the point where you're a diehard gamer, unless there's a console-exclusive game, nine times out of ten, you buy that game on PC instead of on console. True. So, so I I don't think you can make that comparison fairly. Plus, the Steam system works a lot better. There is an offline mode. There wasn't going to be an offline mode for Xbox. Well, that's what I said. All these other kind of things. So, I mean,
0: if they implemented an offline mode, if they actually did those sort of things and try to mirror it
2: like the Steam model. I think it would have been a lot more receptive. Microsoft flubbed the whole yeah, launch of I this agree. new console. They yeah. messed it up from the name being a stupid name to when they <laughs> yeah. launched it, they launched the hardware and said, look at what a great media center it is. And everybody's like, who cares about the media center? We want a gaming system. And Microsoft, no, 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 no. It's a media center and a gaming system. You'll love this. Everybody's like, no, 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 no. Stop with the media center. Gaming system first. We'll get there. Kessler, you know, it was it was the the mm-hmm. whole launch was completely messed up from the beginning, <laughs> and whatever moron at Microsoft was involved in planning that should be fired if
1: he hasn't already been. <laughs> John Kessler, you have the final word on this topic. Those that should have been sacked have been sacked, and those who sacked them have been sacked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you have it, folks. That's John Kessler. All nutsack. right, <laughs> in the, in the, all right. Here, here's a here's the next question for us. Uh,
2: here we go. Uh, this came from that is a Monty Python quote. I thought it was. <laughs> it's, uh, it's apparently in the in the credits for uh, for um, Monty Python's Quest for the Holy Grail. Yes. Uh, this anyway. question came in from Aaron M <laughs>
0: via Facebook. He says, "Do you think?" And this is a pinball related question. Do you think that? in the future companies who make pinball machines will branch out and make original themed tables such as Medieval Madness and Tales of the Arabian Nights? Or are we going to be tied to a theme? Also would like to know if anyone has a dream theme that they would love to see turn into a table. I would like to know what is your favorite pinball tournament format? I'm not a huge fan of the buy-in format where you have to pay every time you want to improve your score. I prefer pin golf where a score is determined on a machine, and your goal is to hit that score in the fewest number of balls. That came from Aaron M. Uh, via Facebook. So, Mr. John Kessler, uh, since Jace went first last time, let's we'll start with you this time. Mm-hmm. Do you think companies, pinball companies, will make pinball machines and branch out and make original-themed tables or otherwise known as non-licensed tables?
1: What's Facebook? Oh God! I just kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not being, you know, in the total. No, that's fine. I, pinball crowd. I know. That's why I wanted to ask you first. I, you know, I, I I think you know, even looking at the one, you know, the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, license and, table. No, yep. yep. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I think it would. Would be actually, you know, it wouldn't hurt them to be doing some of the uh, the, the license themed tables like that. Yeah, because I mean, that appeal, especially if they're using, uh, you know, uh, material, that, you know, like the Wizard of Oz, which is everybody knows that. Yeah, older stuff, you know, that that appear, you know, has a, a, a appeals to a, a pretty broad range of people. Yeah, and that's the end of that. <laughs>
0: and John spent. And uh, I spent. I. I think what you're trying to say, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but we got Stern and you got Jersey Jack, and there's a other third-party uh, manufacturers of pinball machines that are still left out uh, that are new and upcoming. Part of the problem is when you're Stern or Jersey Jack, you're wanting go, you want to go for the largest customer base possible. And right now, licensing is selling.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Tron. Transformers, Wizard of Oz, Avengers, ACDC, Metallica. You have all these themed tables that yes, they have to pay for a license for, but a lot of people will buy sight unseen as we've seen lately. They'll, they will buy these tables sight unseen because of the collectability value and also the, the location, uh, pull, uh, Especially well, in like the new,
2: the new Jersey Jack is going to be yeah. the Hobbit, yeah. And they've already pre-ordered. I think have they already sold out of their collector's edition? I, I, I would surprise me. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Um, but nobody's. I mean, nobody has any idea what the table is going to look like. It's still at least uh, what a year and a half out. Yeah,
0: yeah. So,
2: I mean, we we've heard it from uh, Gary Stern, uh, the the head
0: yeah. man over there at Stern Pinball, that they may never take a chance on an unlicensed. Table again, just because of the fact yeah. that uh, of the money that's involved, especially
2: in manufacturing and labor costs. Uh, it's a it's a massive, just yeah. like anything. I mean, just like any new. That's why we're seeing so many uh, repeat gaming titles on on uh, just regular video games. Is it's a massive investment to do that all of, to do all of that development work. Same thing goes for pinball machines. There's if they have something that works, Call of Duty, Battlefield, whatever. It's not worth necessarily, at least I don't think it's worth, dropping everything and starting with something brand new, some brand new IP that may or may not succeed. Yeah. Because yeah. It's, which I think is actually kind of a bad thing. I mean, it's really kind of a sad point because it is when somebody drops it and comes up with something entirely new, we get a game like The Last of Us, which is a new IP. I mean, it's still based in, in you know, Zombieland, but it's, it's an, a new IP and it, it's been, you know, huge, massive. And, you know, games like Minecraft have been huge and massive. And so from the big players, at least in pinball, uh, Jersey Jack and, and Stern being the two big players, I don't think we're ever going to see original tables again, um, yeah. brand yeah. new content. It just it's not economically viable for them. From some of the small guys who are making a couple hundred tables or doing doing super small, you know, one off tables, that sort of thing. Yeah. They can do whatever they want because they're doing it in the garage on their free time. And it's not a small, limited runs. center of their business. Right. Yeah. It's it's a hobby more. It's a uh, a paying hobby more than anything else, John. Well, so, it's
1: yeah. With the, with them going with the license stuff, because all the background content is there. Then that's they true. Just, they don't they, you know, they don't have to spend yeah. time trying to come up with artwork and all that. I mean, and to and, to a degree they do, but it's still they have you know plenty of background content to choose from. And they're not
0: that. popping out five thousand or ten thousand machines, you know either. Uh, and you don't have multiple competitors either. I mean, you know, we're not going to see Funhouse or Whirlwind or you know machines like that anymore. You know, is there's just no time or anything like that? Jason, I want to get you in on the competition. I mean, uh, do you have a dream pinball machine? Do you have a game uh, that you would love to see turned into a pinball machine? Do you or maybe have an original idea or something?
3: Uh, I mean, I agree with everything you guys said. I if I had to, if I wanted one made. Oh God! A game. I would want a Half-Life one.
0: A Half-Life pinball. Yeah, you know that that could possibly work. Portal might be a great property portal, as well. You know, make. you have ball disappearing in one area and you're, popping out the other. You already have a
2: portal. Chase, There's already a portal pinball game out there. It's called Spectrum. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Stop. You you want <laughs> Spectrum and every single tournament? You want
2: Spectrum everywhere? I mean, come on. It's it's that, that trolling thing. I, I love the idea of it's it's like... We should I've throw it in CS there. CS tournaments sh- yeah. where where I've picked a map that was just completely terrible for a tournament. Everybody complains and moans, and I'm like, nope, screw it. I would have changed it if you guys had said, hey, could we use a different map? But it, since you came up and said this is terrible and the worst thing ever, now we're definitely using it. Well, uh, we said <laughs> at E3 uh,
0: last <laughs> year that a... Uh, a we would love to see Jersey Jack make a Minecraft-themed pinball oh, yeah. machine. Well, I mean, yeah, we said absolutely. it to him, and he's just like, what's Minecraft? But mm-hmm. yeah, that's okay. <laughs> the final part of Aaron's question here that I, I want to make sure we get to is he would like to know what is our favorite tournament-style format. He's not a huge fan of the buy-in format, uh, also known as Herb, also known as Pump and Dump. He likes pin golf. Uh, John, now, you didn't show up to hang out with us as we ran our tournament at the Northwest Pinball and Arcade Show in Tacoma, uh, you're MIA. You're not answering your phone. Mm-hmm. You are not uh, calling us back. Mm-hmm. Um, do you? Uh, do you? Do you know any of the tournament formats? No, no I did not think so. Next, uh, uh, Joe. Uh, Joe, uh, what's your what's your favorite tournament format?
2: Uh, I would say that that. I'm not sure the match play format that we used at this last one. I think yeah, that was really play. good at, at being a player in it. I think worked out really, really well. Um, I This idea of of pin, pin golf, I, that's kind of an interesting idea. Oh, it's been around um, for a while. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I know. I've heard of it before, but um, it's kind of an interesting idea, but I don't know. I don't know. I I, I think the match play is really good because it gets you playing competitively from the start. Which I is really where the fun is in that tournament play, um, playing with other people on the same machine and, and really seeing how you stack up against others, and then being able to, while one guy's playing, there's three other guys that are standing there talking about what he's doing and whether he's doing a good job, and and it, the camaraderie and the, and you know getting to know people that way, I think was really really good. It was sort of like a, uh, um, like a meet and greet over pinball, which I think was was great.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you tremendously. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of uh, match play format. That's why I go to Pindberg, Uh, Past couple of years, years, uh, you pay one fee, one price, and you, you're playing a line of games, and it's a two- to three-day tournament. What we did was in a few, uh, couple of sessions, but I love those formats. I prefer those over pump and dump because really those uh, pay-per-entry tur- uh, tournament formats... Yes, you could have a one or two off person, but I, I really I don't think it favors. It only favors the ones that have the deeper pocketbooks and the ones that are not so good. Uh, they're just really funding the, the the better players and making the prize roll better for them. Uh, I, it's kind of like uh, poker tournaments and rebuys. I'm not a fan of those. I like one shot, one deal type situations. Uh, so yeah, uh, yeah, just keep buying until your luck changes. Yes, right. <laughs> Jace Rossi, uh, you get your the final word on this. Favorite? Yeah, I'll just
3: ball? say I'll, I'll just say everything you guys say because that sounds good.
0: All right, fair enough. <laughs> I don't play pinball. You don't play pinball ever? Nope. There is not even a, a machine out where you are at at all. I don't know. We don't have any arcades out here. Oh, I bet you could find pinball in Oklahoma City. If you got basketball, you got pinball.
3: Yeah. Uh. I don't like sports. but
0: All right, fair enough. Yeah, I'm that guy. You're that guy. Next question comes in here uh, from Bill via email. He says, I was wondering what your take is on the future of PCs and gaming. PC sales continue to trend downward in favor of other form factors. When do you think we'll see a noticeable shift in gaming publishers' releases? And do you think tablets or consoles will win, assuming the desktop laptop form PCs don't somehow revive themselves? Jace Rossi, I'll let you go first on this one.
3: Wow. Um, let's see. How do I want to answer this one? I I think consoles and tablets are going to be they're they're gonna be around. I mean, they're just really popular right now. I think they're gonna go through phases where they're all the rage and then they'll kind of die off. See, that's what, that's what happens with the PC. The PC stays kind of right where it is the whole time. And, you know, it goes down a little bit, but people just get new shiny things like, you know, new consoles or tablets and they attach themselves to that. I think as far as mobile gaming, especially with some of the developers and stuff being bought out and shut down and everything like that, I think that they're seeing that it's not all about the Facebook games or mobile stuff and everything like that. I I, I see PC sales actually going Up more and not the sense of like Dale or like Dale and everything like that I see a more people actually learning how to build their own I mean it's so simple now to do it you can't really screw it up it's all color-coded
1: that was going to be kind of my question you know when they when they say oh pc sales are down how how are they judging that is that off uh, pre-made pre-configured pcs off the shelf you know or or are they looking at you know I I think a better gauge of that would be uh, chip sales I mean, yeah. if if you started looking at chip, you know, obviously, if you're building a new box, you know, you need chips. So if they were to look at, you know, combined sales between AMD and uh, Intel, that'd probably give a better gauge of whether or not the PC market's really dying or not, or even you know, NVIDIA and AMD with their video cards.
3: I mean, you can take a look at like Alienware, Falcon Northwest, uh, the Origin, the people make the Voodoo mm-hmm. box. I mean, those are all high-end gaming machines that people who don't want to spend the time to learn to build it and are going to pay twice as much. Those are the ones that are that are they're declining. They're at, you know, if you go to Newegg, I'm sure you'd probably they'd probably tell you a totally different story because I, I've seen more people come to me even and be like, you know, hey, it's like you know, I want a new computer, I want to upgrade it. I don't want to buy a Dell, I don't want to buy an Alienware, I don't want to buy any of that. You know, how easy is it to build it? And especially now, I mean, even with AMD and uh, ATI. I mean, you can buy chips that have it all integrated in one, which is not the best thing. It's kind of like onboard video, but it's better than that. Yeah. And, you know, but they're making it so just drop it in and go. I mean, they're just making it so simple now. And I, I agree with, uh, with John. I don't think they're declining as, as in, an oh, PCs are going away. I mean, I think the, the brand name manufacturers are going, hey, you know, we're kind of losing market. Well, it's not because you're losing market. You're just losing your sales because you're way overpriced and it's a lot easier to just go to New <laughs> way You can do it yourself.
1: Yeah. Or, you know, you're not. It's it, other than when you're going to, like you said, Alienware or Origin and stuff. You know, you just can't go buy a, a gaming box off the shelf. And yeah. you know, and and how how often are, are big corporations uh, replacing their PCs? You know, not yeah. not too often. Um, you know,
3: sure' Windows eight.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think there was a huge rush to for corporations to go out. You know, replace all their PCs and run Windows eight. You know, Windows Seven was probably holding for a bit.
0: Uh, we're going to see Windows Seven out there for a while. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Windows Seven is now the the XP. Yeah. The, the fa- <laughs> if if you will. Um, I I mean really, there's always going to be a shift, especially now with the next gen consoles, the Xbox One and the PS4, where those are built on x86 architecture. Yep. Now I think we're going to see I we might even see a little bit of a resurgence in PC gaming just because I believe it'll be a little bit easier for the developers to port games more
3: to the PC. That's what I always never understood with these bad <laughs> Xbox ports. If you go and look at how an Xbox 360 game is developed, it's done on a PC. All they do is just remap the controls you know for the Xbox 360, but everything is done and designed on a PC. Why are the ports so horrible?
0: Because they don't optimize them. That's why. That's a, a lazy developer. Well, it that, but that's what it is. I mean, they're when they're creating the games, they're optimizing them uh, for the the biggest market that they see, uh, and the consoles. So they're optimizing it for the consoles, and when it gets ported over to the PC, it's not optimized for the for the better hardware. It's not optimized for the the better chipsets, graphics. Even controls, down to controls, it's not even optimized for. We've seen that many times. I mean, remember the the Halo port? Oh, my God. God, that was awful. Uh, so, yes. Uh, but I think we're going to see a resurgence. Uh, I don't think uh, tablets or consoles will, will win, per se. I mean, they'll have their markets. Uh, I mean, like, I love my tablet for, like, Pinball Arcade. It's perfect for that. I, I, I like having the high-res. I, you know, it works great in my hands. I don't see myself playing that kind of game on the computer. First-person shooters, I'm going to play that on the PC. I get much better control with a keyboard and mouse, better graphics, better immersion, uh, better everything. Um, Joe, we're going to leave you with the last word on this one. What do you think? What's your take?
2: So, he makes the... The, the the issue I have with this question is he makes the assumption that PC sales are slumping in comparison to tablets and consoles and and I don't think that's necessarily true. The other thing I think we're seeing a lot of is we're seeing a lot more laptops and notebooks being sold today than we have in the past, and that's because the prices have come down and the and people like the portability. Tablets, I think, are getting more popular. And obviously, I mean, with the iPad and the Android tablets and the Windows Surface tablets and stuff like those, we're going to see those get more popular and and potentially more usable in terms of actual use. And we're going to see games oriented towards them. Um, All of those casual play, ridiculous games you can get on Facebook are going to be on those. Uh, But what we're seeing is the tail end of the last gen of consoles right now. Consoles are sloping off a little bit. And we're going to see it pick back up with the next generation. We see this every single time the generation of consoles gets old. PC sales pick up. PC games get more popular. There's more out there. Because developers want to make a game that looks as good as it can. And right now, we're waiting on, what, six-year-old consoles to make a better console game. Yeah. So they can make a game that looks spectacular. I've been playing um, the new Tomb Raider game. I know it's not super new, but I've been playing it recently. And I cannot get over how good it looks. It's beautiful on my PC. I haven't seen it on a console, but I can't imagine it looks anywhere close. So, so we're waiting for that new generational leap. Now, when that happens, we're going to see a bunch of people go back to consoles. We're going to see PC sales drop again a little bit. But the nice thing about PCs is in a couple more years when the consoles are now three or four years old, we're going to see PC sales start picking up again. We're going to see more developers go that direction. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, we're, we're like I said, this is something that I, I know we've seen all the time. This happens regularly. Yeah, and uh, and it, it's just the way it works. PC gaming is never ever going to go away. There's too many people like me. There's too many people like Chase. There's too many people like Chase. I think you game right, Um, and there are a few people like John. He's got nothing behind Uh, him. Nothing at all. No, no. Don't look at that. Well, all I saw, all I saw was the Sims, but it looks like he hit it now. Um, (laughs) And a few people like me. What's that supposed to mean? Uh, Well, I mean, John, you play Eve, which is John. Have you played? Wait, wait, wait. You into the MMORPG?
0: Stop, stop for a minute. Stop for a minute. Stop, John. Have you played anything other than Eve in the last week? No. But there we go. I, but there we yeah, go. At the <laughs> same time, right.
1: ask, ask me how enough? much. Wait. How, how much time have I? How many times did I log into Eve this last week?
0: Uh, how many? Three. So you had times to play other games.
1: Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, but okay, okay. There's three times <laughs> I logged in, but it was like I was just doing. You know, I was probably logged in maybe an hour at the most on any any one of those. Jeez. <laughs> All right. But it's not like I was logged in so, every night for four hours. Go ahead, Joe.
2: But but yeah. there's enough people who play who are are diehard PC gamers and and want and and prefer always keyboard and mouse. I mean, I was using the example of Tomb Raider earlier. It's a game that was really made for for controllers but I played it with my Xbox controller for a little bit on the PC and decided that I didn't like it. So now I'm using – I used a keyboard and mouse, and it was way, way better. Aiming was faster, all that kind of stuff. So I think there's enough people who are are real PC gamers who they'll play a console for a little bit. They'll play exclusive games on the console. But when it comes back to it, when they, want, when they actually want to play a game and have a lot of – spend a lot of time into it and have a lot of fun with it, they're going to come back to a PC because that's yeah. – the best platform for for gaming and i'm not i'm not saying pc is in windows pc i, I mean pc is in personal computer i don't care if it's a mac or a windows box or if you have a, a ubuntu box running your steam on that yeah whatever something with a keyboard and mouse that you can sit down at and play there are enough people out there who are diehard gamers of that style of play that it's never gonna go away
0: we're not biased here no not us no <laughs> Yeah, we love all games. That... No,
2: I, I think, I think consoles are great for what they for some of their applications. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, uh, I haven't turned on any of my consoles in months, but, uh, years. Uh, but, um, <laughs> but I'm thinking about actually. Up that, Joe's uh, right. Years. It, it has been years. Uh, I'm thinking about picking up that Last of Us game for PS4, PS3, because it looks really good. The reviews have been spectacular. And Joe, it's. good. I don't have any. It's really about okay. doing it. It's, it's really good. So,
0: it's good. No, I have other it. Other than it's
2: spending good. 70 bucks on a game. 60 bucks on a game, whatever it is. All
0: right. I can't wait for a
2: Steam sale for my PS3.
0: Let's move on to our (laughs) next batch of questions. These are really quick questions. This uh, came in from uh, Mavic in our uh, community forums. Three quick questions. One, can you please play one late night uh, for the next Geek Gamer Retro? Uh, We'll take a look, I guess. Single player game. Oh, well, we'll take a look. Two, what is Chase's middle name? I'm not telling you. And third, <laughs> do you plan on posting more App View shows? Uh, app View was a show. It was a, if you want to call it a pilot show, uh, about app development uh, from the developer's point of view, and went in depth about it. And um, I got a lukewarm reception from it, so I don't know if I'm going to bring it back or not. Uh, but it is an option. It's 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 out there as an option. No uh, big questions there for, for everybody, so I'm just going to move on uh, to the next one. Here's the next question. Uh, this comes from Nate uh, from Iowa. He uh, gave us this question over the phone. What is our
2: favorite RPG
0: video game?
2: A nice, simple so give, question. Are we just going to skip John on this one because we already know the answer?
0: Well, well, no, we may not, but we'll we'll come back to John. We'll we'll start with uh, our guest, Jace. Uh, Jace, what's your favorite RPG video game
3: of all time?
0: Of all um, time? Well, actually, it's just your favorite. It's I didn't say all time, but I think that's what he's getting at.
3: All right, I won't say Wow, just because it's not my complete favorite. Yeah. Um, there was actually a game that was on. I'm gonna go way back here. On the Nintendo. It was called Crystallis or Crystallis?
0: Crystallis, I think it was. Yeah. yeah.
3: And I'd just say that's probably my favorite just because I literally remember playing that game. I bought it three times because literally the cartridges just stopped working. And I remember trying to find, on BBSs at that, like trying to find like walkthroughs or someone to like help of some sort for that game because it was just incredibly difficult. And yeah, I want to say that one's probably my all-time favorite.
0: All right, uh, Joe. What's uh, what is your
2: favorite RPG? I don't have one. You've never played an RPG ever? Oh no, no, no. I I didn't say that. I said I don't have a favorite. You don't have a favorite RPG. Our RPG just really isn't my yeah. I know it's not game your... type of choice. I, uh, so I've played a few. I've played a bunch. I played WoW, Star Trek Online a little bit, Guild Wars, Guild Wars Two. Uh, I tried the trial of Eve, but I got run over by a bulldozer. Um, <laughs> there's a, there's a, that learning graph. curve. That's yeah, an inside yeah, joke. yeah. 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 Um, it's anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, what else? Um, uh, Diablo, Diablo two. I've played those. I never played Diablo three. RPGs. Oh, I, I did play a couple of the Mass Effect games. I didn't. I haven't played three yet, but I've played one and two. I've heard three is really good until you get to the end and then just stop. Um, I don't know. That's really hard. A lot of a lot of games now, though, single player games or, or first person shooter games have grabbed parts of the RPG environment. You know, the RPG system where. You can upgrade your guns, you can upgrade your capabilities, you can upgrade stuff like that. And I kind of like that, but I don't really like just straight RPGs. Probably the last RPG that I really, really had a good time with and spent quite a bit of time playing was uh, actually Kingdom Hearts 1 for the PS2. So I'm going to say that was... The Kingdom Hearts series is is probably the one that I I really want to go back to. I was actually just the other day looking up PS2 emulators so I could go back and give it a try. Um, (laughs) So... So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that as being my favorite at least content wise I, I had a really good time with it. I liked the music I liked the content I liked the the gameplay um, it was it was I, it was enjoyable. I had a lot of fun with that one so I'm gonna go with Kingdom Hearts just in general. I so
0: I have a couple of answers. I mean I've played a lot of RPGs they're they're not my cup of tea either I mean especially MMORPGs not not my cup of tea at all. however, uh, there were a couple of games that really I could not wait to play, like getting home from school and wanting to play and forget about homework. One of them was on the Super Nintendo. And it was Legends of Zelda, Link to the Past. That game, just phenomenal. Just so good. It was so good. Uh, the sound was excellent. It was just so good. Um, and then when I got a... Uh, a PlayStation, PlayStation 1, uh, Final Fantasy 7. Uh, if I remember correctly, it came on four discs. Or was that PlayStation 2? I don't remember, but it was a PlayStation. <laughs> Final Fantasy 7, it came like on four discs, and it was just, I think it was it was PlayStation 2. It was, f- oh, that game was
2: awesome.
0: Uh, so yeah. I mean, those, I would say, those are my favorites. I don't really have one on the PC. Never really got into RPGs on the PC at all. I have played, obviously, Star Trek Online. I did try WoW. Uh, I really haven't tried EVE. Who's calling me? Uh, I should mute me. my phone.
1: Yes, you should. I have to mute this phone. Oh. Where is it?
0: It's my dad. It's my dad. See? See? All right, all right. Talking about games, yeah. yeah. See, anyway, um, next. So yes, uh, but on the PC, didn't really get into RPGs much on the PC. I mean, I, I haven't really, honestly, I haven't tried Eve. I haven't given it a full shot. I'm afraid, though, if I asked John for assistance, that it would be so over my head, it's not even funny. Uh, but anyway, John, I'm gonna let you finish off this question. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll surprise us
1: maybe you won't but what is your favorite rpg video game you know that is, that i mean that is a hard one because i mean currently yes it's eve yeah but uh, you know you've seen me at times yeah what what rpg
0: diablo yeah
1: diablo 2 diablo 2 oh
2: i was going to say pokemon no
1: <laughs> diablo 2 um you know and and i did play quite a bit of the guild wars when guild wars you know the original guild wars when it came out um, you know, I really liked the, uh, you know, I thought Guild Wars, when it came out, was just a beautiful looking game.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, it, yeah, there was some
1: cool, you know, cool graphics in that. I, I haven't, you know, and, and I have not played uh, Guild Wars 2 or the uh, Diablo 3, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the old Diablo at D2, that was brilliant. Okay,
0: so your favorite, is it Diablo or is it EVE? Well, what would it be be between the two if if you had to be forced on a deserted island and you did have internet because i know eve's not good without internet what game would you
1: pick boy that's well deserted on an island it'd have to be diablo because you could play eve by you know granted you know playing by yourself and eve can get kind of boring all right I mean there are missions but it's always fun to play with more people. Uh you can, you know, bang around pretty good solo in Diablo.
0: All right. There we go. Yeah. Next question coming in. What is our favorite pinball machine? Kind of like your deserted island pin. I'll actually I'll actually start uh start first. My uh I would have to say my favorite Fun house. it's I love that machine. I could play it forever. Uh, I also like Tron. Tron's a close second at this point. Uh, John, do you have a uh, favorite pinball machine at all?
1: I don't. Yeah, I mean, well, no. I'm, I, I actually said I do. Um, I don't mind uh, playing World uh, Worldwind.
0: World One, you like World yeah. One? Okay. Especially if it's a hot summer day. Yep. Yep. That fan blowing on you. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, what about you? <laughs>
2: Uh, that's a, what? No, it's not black hole. Um, <laughs> I mean black hole's fun, but uh, I I'm gonna say.
1: Specter. What? No. What was the one no, you it's guys? Not would... spectrum. <laughs> spectrum. Um. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I I was gonna say, you know, um. I'm trying to think of the other table now. One's Twilight Zone, and the other one is Adam's um, Family. No, they're completely different. They oh. couldn't be more different. Uh, I, I can't think of the other one. I'll think of it in like ten minutes, and I'll just just yell it out. You'll blurt you it out. Like, what the heck was that? Yeah, I mean. and uh, and you got yeah. So, but yeah, the Twilight Zone's actually one. Of, I, I really like Twilight Zone. I think it's a great game. There was another game that I also really liked, but I can't think of what it's called. All right, Jace Rossi. Do you have a? Now I know you said
0: there's no pinball in Oklahoma City. Yeah, but but if you could think through all the times you've actually played, do you have a favorite machine? Like if you saw on location, you're like, I gotta go play. Sorry, sorry, Annie, I gotta go play.
3: Uh, the only one I can remember actually playing, I don't remember if it was the first Terminator one or the second one.
0: Uh, T two. Yes, T two. That was actually the second machine ever made uh, with a dot matrix display. Nice. Yeah. First one I, was Gilligan. I'm go with that one. Cool. All right. Theater of Magic. Theater of Magic, yes. Great game. Shoot, for the, Shoot yeah. for the magic box. Shoot for the magic box. No, good game. Good games. All of them. All of them are great. This might be the last question. Yep, yeah, we have one final question. Uh, thank you for making this a great Q&A episode. We do have some picks, so don't go away. Uh, final question comes in from Joe. Uh, this came from the chat room. Asking, how much would it cost to send the GGTV crew to MineCon in Florida? As I, I think this might be really a, a, a directly focused at Chase question, since I kind of know the finances have how things work. It will cost a bajillion dollars. Is that about right, uh, Joe Falby? This was not you, uh, right? You didn't submit I this question, right? No,
2: I didn't submit the question. Okay. I don't think it'll cost a bajillion dollars. I would hope it would be less than that. It's gazillion. I would, uh, gazillion. I would yeah. guess. Gazillion, I would guess it would be less than that as well. Oh, okay. Uh, I would say probably...
0: A few thousand?
2: I was going to say... Well, because you got to figure flights for four, or four people, yeah. round trip to Florida... Yeah. Uh hotel or accommodations. Some kind of, you know, and then tickets to uh, to Disney World. Yeah, ticket well, i mean tickets to wherever, all those kind of things I would say it'd probably be uh, probably a little less than five grand, I would think. Yeah. I mean it would depend a lot on flights and availability. Yeah. That's that's what it would really come down to. Yeah.
0: Especially when you're when we're all on the west coast and
2: mm-hmm. mine cons yeah. on the east coast. coast. <laughs> we we could just we could just road trip it. Now we could. Make that, would, that would be a long, long road trip. Yeah, no.
0: but you know what? My 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 uh, my Jetta does get really good gas mileage. It can be done.
2: That'd be that be that would be awesomely uncomfortable for four people. Hey, no, 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 no! I have
0: a trailer. I have a tent pop up trailer. No. no.
1: And we could sleep. No. So if, <laughs> if, you can, if you can do New York in two and a half days, so probably three days to Florida. How fast are you going? <laughs> How fast are you going, John? What? How fast are you going? We drove my van again from uh, from here in to New York in two and a half days. Two people driving. Nonstop. How many
0: hours per? Oh yeah, nonstop. You Yeah, did- you one did shift. Yeah. yeah, One person.
1: Yeah. We didn't. Yeah. yeah. One time we stopped it was uh, gas and food. We cooked on the way.
0: Oh my god, that's right. Because you're in, in a van the car.
1: No. When we pulled over. Yeah, when the cop Wait. pulled you over for speeding. No.
2: So. So you didn't just stop for gas, you also stopped for food, like Chase said.
1: Okay. Well, we ate when we were stopped for gas. <laughs> yeah.
2: I would do a road trip. But over two days. I mean, two days isn't too bad. I would uh, probably two, take yeah. three or four days. I would do a two road
0: days. trip to like LA. Probably four or five days. LA. I think like us three or four, we could we could do a road trip to LA, but I wouldn't want to do yeah, one out of Florida. That.
1: Florida's, yeah. I think Florida's it's too far. a little too far.
2: So we road trip down to LA and take the train across. Oh
1: jeez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I've done the drive. From, well, Actually, at that point, it's probably
0: more tries. expensive than just flying. Uh, to 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 uh, answer Joe's question fairly, uh, while I would love uh, Minecon for us to go there, you know, probably is about five grand. I would say the the only the only thing is though, I, I I think I'd rather I don't know, I think, I think I'd rather take that kind of funding and 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 put it into something like PAX or. Or, or even a CES, you know, things like that, uh, where you have a bigger scope. I mean, Minecon is is good, but usually nothing really big comes out of Minecon that you would get out of an E3 or a CES or something. So, I don't know.
2: I'd have to Well, I don't with. know. I, it depends. This year, depending on how they're timing it, it's timed right for the API release of Minecraft to be announced there. Um, You know, I mean, there, there are some potentials, yeah, that's true. But uh, the other thing too is is at least for us, Minecraft me gets more attention than this show does. Uh, you know. Now I'm know. depressed. And, C- and CES is CES is relatively uh, relatively cheap because it's just in Vegas.
0: All right, I mean, so let's go to Minecon then, I guess. John will be our Cameron <laughs> man, and mm-hmm. we got Cameron man, and we got Cameron man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Let's uh let's move on now uh, to uh, what we like to call our, our our picks of texture packs, right? Texture pack oh, picks wait, of the shot. week. Yeah. Uh, these are uh, neat technology related or gaming related items uh, that we'd like here on the show. And let's start off with our special guest, Jace Rossi. Jace, what is your pick of the week?
3: My pick of the week is State of Decay, which is an Xbox 360 Xbox Live Arcade game, uh, developed by Undead Labs. Now, I've actually followed this game since they kind of like the whole Daisy thing came out and was getting, you know, traction and uh, to explain it, 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 it's really cool because they took like elements from Grand Theft Auto and they took like RPG and then they kind of mixed in like an open world type thing with like, you're going to shoot me for this, but almost the Sims just i know you're like what i'm hell? sorry i i can't hear
0: you you're breaking up there jace uh go ahead yeah yeah the, yeah the
3: sims i know uh because like you can make like your own gardens and you know decorate things kind of thing you know it, yeah i know it's kind of kind of like that but it's I when i was when i went to get it i was just like okay it's 20 bucks it's it's not you know 60 70 so i was like okay well if i get a few hours of enjoyment out of it, it'd be fine and i'm literally it was like 21 hours i think and i'm not even not even halfway done i mean i'm not playing like for seven eight hours a day but the the game is just awesome it was more awesome than i thought it was gonna be there was a couple issues they just released a patch for it uh that they had some screen tearing issues but they fixed that um it is gonna be released on pc um some people said today but i didn't see if it came out uh, it could be tomorrow or sometime next week uh, it's supposed to be coming out the thing that just dis- that attracted me to it was that it- it's literally like playing grand theft auto with zombies that was the coolest part uh almost a little dead island in the sense of like you, you can go bind things and make how you make weapons uh things like that it-, it is single player it's not multiplayer uh that was kind of a bummer but i guess multiplayer might be coming i don't know i didn't hear much about that uh I've played DayZ and I've played, well, WarZ at the time that it was called. Uh, now I think it's called Infectious Survivor Story or something like that. Uh, Ripoff—that's uh, another term. Uh, but this was different. I was really, really surprised that they didn't go the whole way of completely copying DayZ or anything like that. And I like, you know, the, the mission system is a lot like RPG. There's RPG elements of it, uh, as far as like, you know. You, picking certain things that your guy is better at uh like building up stats and that uh one of the other cool things is the car combat like you know if a zombie like actually jumps on your hood or your door uh, you know you have to like get them off and cause you to crash um there's still a couple of bugs uh, as far as like hit detection and stuff like that driving around is is just as fun as Grand Theft Auto uh it does have that weird like if you go too fast it gets it gets kind of crazy you know how it is in GTA 4 oh yeah yeah it kind of has that but i just thought it was real for 20 bucks it, it looks great you know you get a lot of content a lot of game and you know it, it's literally i mean i'm, I'm playing it and I, i'm enjoying it for 20 bucks i mean they could have charged 40 and i would have bought it well once it comes out on the computer i think i'll, I'll
0: pull the trigger on it because it's it's something that i like this genre i've been playing uh, last of us and that's really good and, and i'm gonna start streaming that here probably this week or next week um and Just make sure Ellen Page doesn't know. Yes, so. true. To- <laughs> but no, great pick, man. Great pick. Uh, you can grab that on Xbox Live Arcade, uh, and it'll soon be coming out on PC. Awesome. Yes. All right, uh, Mr. John Kessler here in the studio. Yes. Uh, what is your pick of the week?
1: My pick of the week is uh, the la- the latest series from uh, Raymond Feist. Um, I haven't read any previous stuff of his i was aware of him and he did uh, the rift war you know much of the rift war stuff um this latest one is the chaos war saga which um it's it you know a continuation of that of that series of you know that that world that he created in that um in 2011 the first book was uh, kingdom besieged besieged um last year the second book in the little saga came out with a crown a crown in, in peril. Um, and this year, uh, Magician's End, and I've actually, about a week ago, finished Magician's End, um, it's a pretty good series, um, like I said, you know, I hadn't read any of the previous stuff, I, I didn't, so I didn't know some of the characters, they had a bunch of returning ones, um, and namely, well, there was one character called Pug, um, in the book, he was one of the head, head magi- magicians, yeah, the, um, so if anybody has read any of the Rift War stuff, um, or any of his previous stuff, they'll probably like uh, this Chaos War. Cool,
0: awesome, and there mm-hmm. you go. Uh, the only link that we really have, <laughs> I Is a wiki. We couldn't uh, find. Well, anything. I didn't
1: want anything for you know. I didn't necessarily want something off Amazon or or Barnes and Noble. I was trying to find something more of a, uh, you know, something for, you know from the editor or more of a dedicated site, and I just couldn't find anything. Um, you know, and, and unfortunately, like this site, they show that you know, magicians in you know, release date twenty thirteen. If you scroll down. They don't even have it in that, that third, you know, the third list yet. Yeah, it's
0: not it's not even it's not even edited in yet. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, release date, uh yeah. I mean it was just out the fifth of this month or yeah, the fifth of this month. Right. Um I and mean, I've already read it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um,
0: well, yeah. it's called the Chaos Wars saga and uh we have a link in the show notes to the wiki. Yeah. So sorry. Sorry, sorry guys, right. but that's all I can come up with. It's okay. All right, Joe Falby. Uh what's your pick of the week, sir?
2: So I'm gonna continue my RC theme from last week and talk about uh, talk about something else that I think is really cool, and that is this. Uh, it's from a, 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 a there's a YouTube series out there that's really really good for RC stuff called Flight Test. If you haven't watched it, you should go check them out. They're totally worth it. Entertaining, informative, worthwhile shows. I've been watching them a lot recently. Anyway, they've come out with a series of scratch build plans and planes. So. These are our aircraft. They they make this this kit, and I'm going to talk about specifically about this three pack kit. So you can buy this kit. It comes with these are the the actual plans for it. Three uh, enough materials and pre laser cut pieces of paper, uh, pieces of foam board for three different airplanes. It doesn't come with any electronics, but you can build those three different airplanes basically for 33 bucks. Gives you the foam, uh, the electronics if you buy them from a place like Hobby King is another. 30 bucks or so. For 60 bucks, you can get one airplane that has a power pack, you can move to the other two airplanes. So you basically get three different flyable models. And these are designed to step you up as you're uh as you get more experience flying. I have no idea what Chase is doing over the video. Uh sorry. I might be the only one who can see that. Uh no, that's me. So uh oh, okay. Um so so that's the first part is this this three pack. Now the 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 three airplanes are called I can't remember them ever. Uh, they're called the Nutball. That's this one. It's kind of a round shape you can see. And uh, this is the swappable flyer. See, more of a Delta, you know, standard style wing shape. And this is a uh, Delta, actually. And um, like I said, they're designed to be easiest to fly, slightly more difficult to fly, more defi- you know, so more are, advanced. Uh, so,
0: Joe, are these help me out here are, are these yeah. radio so controlled or are these just right. so paper if airplanes into,
2: if you're getting into rc you can pick up this kit and and it's available to, well they're first of all from their website you can download the plan so if you want to cut it out of your phone fo- out of foam board yourself you can do that or you can buy these kits and they they come in two different methods one is directly from flight test just the foam only no electronics recently another company called laser toys has become approved to sell these kits with electronics. So for $88, you can get all of the electronics for the actual airplane except the radio set, the receiver and the transmitter. But as we saw last week, for another 50 bucks, you can get a really, really nice radio. And actually, you can get a pretty good one from Hobby King for about 30 bucks. So for around 110 bucks, you can be into RC planes, building them yourself, starting them up yourself, with a good starter plane and two progressively more difficult planes to really get you going. And it's a great deal, a great setup, a great little package you can pick up. And uh, and I'm actually, like I said, I, I, I bought the three-pack. I bought the foam version. I didn't buy the electronics because I already had some electronics here I can use in them. I'm going to put these together and chase. Next time I come up there, you're going to fly the nutball. <laughs> and maybe maybe you won't crash it this time. Oh, this uh, this looks as, good. Like, I like, RC I, like Fly.
0: I like this. Man, this looks really cool and it's yeah. And it looks like it's very durable too at the same time. Yeah, they're, so. They are made out
2: of so they they the foam board they they make out of whenever they talk about it, they say it's dollar tree foam board. So if you break anything or if anything goes bad, you you run down to one of the cheap dollar stores, you pick up an entire sheet of foam board and you can remake one of these entire planes, using the plans they they give away for free from that one sheet of, pl- of foam board. So if you're willing to cut it yourself and do all that work yourself, you can make one of these planes for a dollar. Nice. So, uh, pretty cool. Um, I've I've I, like I said, I've just started putting them together. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I want to get them all set up, get them ready to go, and the next time I come up there, bring them up and have you fly, and hopefully you can progress to the point where you're flying the Delta uh, by the end of a weekend or a couple weeks. I like it. So.
0: Very cool. Well, thank you, Joe. I love your, your picks are very good. And I can't wait for you to have you come back up here so I can uh, fly, uh, fly uh, one of these uh, real simple yeah. three pack flyers. I love it. I want to try it. And if he crashes, yeah, it what? only costs you a dollar.
2: That's right. It's going to be cheap. Right. It's, it's made of cheap material. And uh, I mean, it's, it's uh, you actually spend uh, almost as much on tape if you have to fix it as you do on foam board. So <laughs> my uh, my pick of the week is an appliance.
0: <laughs> it's it's one of those things that you know what I love and it's making it possible to do this show. Uh, you might be thinking, Chase, is it, is it the Mac Pro?
2: Is it is it Wirecast? Is it, is it, Those uh, aren't appliances? Well, I know. Well, like a washing machine's an appliance, Yeah, refrigerator's well, an appliance.
0: You've already done the personas. I've already done the personas. The personas isn't an, an appliance either. Yes, it is. <laughs> My pick this week is the AF. It's a blender. S125RX. It's, it's very great marketing term. It is a sharp air conditioner, it's a window air conditioner. It does have the Energy Star seal of approval. Uh, it's got three different fan speeds, four-way direction. It's got a permanent washable filter. And I got to say, I got to say, this thing is awesome. Now, right behind Mr. John Kessler there, over his left shoulder, is the unit itself. And it's working right now, and you don't hear it. It's that good. Now, actually, it's we have our audio uh, tweaked a bit so you don't hear it. Uh, but the reason why I went with this particular model is this was a, a Consumer Reports Editor's Choice. Uh, I bought it at Costco. Uh, you know, so if you ever bought anything at Costco, uh, if you have uh, any major issues, you can always take it back to them. Uh, but I'm not going to. This thing has been working great. It's uh, a very comfortable. Now, when we started the show earlier, it was 90 degrees outside. This uh, studio has been at a comfortable 70 degrees. Uh, it's 12,000 BTUs. British thermal units for kids, and the best thing about it is it's not only keeping this room cool, it actually keeps the whole sec this whole wing of the house cool. Uh, John, what are you trying to do over there? Chilling my mic. You're chilling the mic. Yes. So, so the way it works is, uh, it actually pops into your window. Uh, it's a window air conditioner. So if you have a uh, you know, you just slide your window open, you pop it in the window, you close the window. Now, the thing is, though, I have vertically opening windows, not your traditional horizontally opening windows. So I had to build a frame for it. Uh, but, yeah, it sits inside the window. There's another half at six outside in the back uh, where the radiator is. And uh, this thing is awesome. It's keeping it nice and cool in here. As John said at the beginning of the show, how do you feeling, John? How's it feel in here? Just ducky. Yes. Uh you can get it at Costco for I believe I got it for two twenty. Uh, and it's great. And um thank God I have one of these. Because otherwise we would not be doing a show. We would not be doing a show. It'd be way too hot. And uh Tuesday it's supposed to be worse. So uh, but yes, I I don't have any cardboard installed. I actually went back and modified it. I got a plywood in there. It's it's not cardboard, people. Nope, cardboard. So that's my pick of the week. It's a sharp air conditioner. I love it. There we go. It's quite sharp. Yes. Now before we get out of here, Mr. Jace Rossi. uh so obviously you're back in the fold. You're now doing uh, some bro- uh, bod- bro- broadcasting. Now yeah, broadcasting. Yeah. Yes uh what yes uh but yes um what are you doing what is new tv what is uh what are you uh, planning on doing over there is it going to be a world of warcraft sims stuff or what are you doing
3: exactly we're going to stream world of warcraft 24 oh, 7 no one's done that before no i'm just kidding <laughs> uh, yeah yeah no, shut up over there we're not talking about <laughs> That's my wife. Uh, now, what we're going to be doing, besides it being obviously so close to new tech, the Tricaster people, I'm kicking myself in my butt for naming it that now. Yeah. Uh, well, you can always change it. You haven't launched officially. True, and I might do that. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. You know,
0: that is kind of yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's, it's nude tech.
3: Nude tech. No. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. If anything, it's nuttik. Nuttik. We, we, we can do it that way. Nuttik. Um. No, you know, the thing about it is when I when I did Interwebs Radio and, you know, my stuff for GeekInvaders.com, stuff like that, you know, I was trying to, I was doing it as like a business model and it worked sort of, it, you know, it came out all right. Uh, but I think this time around, you know, I, I just want to have fun with it. So we're probably going to have two shows that are going to be launching. We're going to have like YouTube videos because I still get tech stuff all the time. And, you know, they don't want written reviews. They want video stuff now, so which is why I built this lovely set and spent $800 on stuff that still hasn't arrived yet.
2: Oh, well, just that sucks.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, it's long shipping. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think with this, we're going to actually just have fun with it. And you know, if we get sponsors, you know, or money or anything like that from it, it's like, you know, hey, we'll invest it back into the website and the equipment and everything like that. Uh, I, I'm not aiming for that. You know, I'm just aiming to... I, I just missed the actual fun of broadcasting especially when e3 was happening that's that's what that's what happened is I, I got the bug during that yeah i was sitting there thinking i was like man i wish i could broadcast right now and like talk about you know e3 stuff like we did last years, year yeah. last year yeah. and then chase didn't get to go this year because he got denied
0: and, uh, i can't believe <laughs> yeah now now you're making me feel like all like er. yeah
3: but everyone got denied so don't feel too bad yeah that's true unless you're game so when is new TV going to launch Whatever it's going to be called is going to be is going to be launched on August second. August second. Yeah, we'll have a show on Friday nights and Saturday nights. Very cool. It's going to be the two nights, and we'll probably if if the actual live show that we that we got the one on Saturday, if it actually goes the way we want, we may do it three nights a week. Uh, Because I mean, it's not going to be like you know this is what we're talking about segments. You know, it's not going to be broke up like your guys's show. It's going to be more like just you know turn on the cameras and just. P.S. about whatever we want to take calls, you know, pull people in, things like that. You know? Very cool,
0: man. Very cool. Well, whatever it's going to be called, yes. you can follow, uh, you, we can follow you. We know this won't change. You can follow uh, no. Jace on Twitter at Jace Rossi, J A S E R O S S I, and you will find out whatever it's going to be on August 2nd. There we go. Thanks, Jace. Uh, Mr. Joseph Falby, the co-host of the worldwide popular show, Minecraft Me, which you can see here on GeekGamer.tv, from the cool confines of the Oregon Bureau of Technology, Gaming, Research, and Development, and you can follow Joe on Twitter at Falby, F-A-L-B-E-Y. Joe, uh, what are your parting words? I don't don't know. (laughs) I don't know.
2: I, I got to I gotta come up with what I'm going to say at the end, though. Huh? That's true, sure yeah. So, Is that uh, an official government I'll go, response? I'll go do some looking. Yeah, that.
0: that's a government response. Uh, that's a government, yeah. yeah. Uh, John Kessler in front of the very, very nicely... Uh, by the way, did you notice the other difference behind you? Curtains. Yeah. Do you like that? I think it makes you look good, man. You're looking good. Mm-hmm. The, it, it brings out your hair. Mm-hmm. Or lack of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John Kessler, Jess Ducky, at VW Kenny. Thanks, John. It's fake. It's real.
1: No, the hair's fake. <laughs> yeah, that that's oh, fake.
0: Yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter if you want, at Nunes, N-U-N-E-S. And please follow the network on Twitter. You'll know when we're going live for shows, for streaming events, for Minecraft, for anything that we do on the network. Please follow that at GeekGamerTV. And also, uh, when you get a chance, head over to our website at GeekGamer.TV. There you can follow everything uh, that we do. We post pretty much now almost every day. And if you uh, like what we do and you support what we do, there's many different ways you can plug in and support us. Uh, Right there on the main page, you can click on that big Support Us banner right there on the right-hand side. And when you click on that, you can... uh, Click this banner before you do any shopping at Amazon. If you click that, a part of your shopping experience will go to support us. In addition to, you can also uh, make a one-time donation amount or automatically monthly subscriptions. Anything that you guys donate comes right back into the show, into uh, the technology. I actually used some of those donations to help cool this studio. I'm serious, I put it back into things. (laughs) so we can actually do this show. Well, if you
1: didn't buy that, we could go to Florida.
3: Damn, you're right.
0: Sorry. Why would I go to Florida to get to the heat when I can escape the heat right here? Just uh-huh. saying. So, uh, we do this show every week, Sundays, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern at live.geekgamer.tv except for next week. <laughs> because, uh, we're, we're taking the, uh, that weekend off for the 4th of July holiday, uh, I know it's Thursday on the 4th in the U.S., but you know we're just turning it into a little bit of a break. But we will be back the following weekend for a Geek Gamer Pinball special. Uh, so uh, keep your eyes and ears open for that. So that's it, you guys. Thanks so much for joining us. Hopefully, like I said, it's cool where you guys are watching the show or listening. Uh, for Mr. John Kessler, Joseph Falby, our special guest, Jace Rossi, my name is Chase Nunes. Until we all talk again, we are all silent Say goodnight, Gracie.
1: Good night, Joe.